Hello, this is the artist formerly known as Bobby Robot, and I'm here to talk about the future. Your future. My future. I'm here to talk about laundry. Recently, whilst falling helplessly through all of time and space, as one might do in the course of one's day, my molecules reconfigured. When I landed here in this new reality, I discovered I was no longer a robot. I had become a pile of charcoal with scotch tape for connective tissue and a fig for a brain. So let me ask you, because you're clearly listening, what was the first figly thought that went through my new figly thought machine and wasp nursery? My first thought was about stains. Stains are a scourge, a blight upon the brow of polite society. Someone should create a product so powerful, but then my fig brain interrupted with a poem. It went like this. Seeds. Oh, tiny seeds, they are a wonder. It's no wonder Newton chose the fig for filling. I have seeds, but I'm also not good at being a speech center. Want to talk about seeds or stickiness? I am fig. I'm sorry, excuse me. Ron from Smear Clear here. Sorry to cut in. No problem, Ron. What you got? Uh... Not to put too fine a point on it, but this is supposed to be an infomercial for the Miracle Stain Removing Laundry Additive known as SmearClear. Oh, really? Oh, jeez. I'm realizing I may have wandered off script a little there. Uh, a little bit, yeah, but it's okay. Hey, let's just take it again, man. Keep your eyes on the tide. No, you know, I don't know. I might have jumped into the voiceover game a little soon. I think I might need to take a beat or seven here, Ron. I'm not, I'm not feeling fully operational. Maybe it's my new brain? Which is a fig. Hey, I totally get it. If I were an inexplicably sentient charcoal mound, I'd be freaking out too. I mean, I'm not sure I'm freaking out. Uh, I'm just getting used to this. Hey. Hey, strange little fig brain carbon guy, don't sweat it. And to show you I support this shift you've undergone to pure unfettered fig sanity, let's both get out of here. Take the beach for a long walk on the dog, and maybe when we get back you'll have developed an actual brain for a brain. Or at least a bigger, fresher, more neurotypical fig. Well... My brain thinks that sounds like a seeds and seeds and plant plant gummy gummy. Uh, look, I have to interrupt this unrelentingly weird upside out piece of performance art or whatever this is. I mean, you guys are really going off the map here. It's just getting less and less non-convoluted. And that's just not what this podcast is all about. Yeah, Ron, I kind of agree with him. What do you say we take our fig brain Bobby storyline off the floor for a bit and maybe just defer to Maurice? Yeah, man, that's fine with me. Maurice the Bear. Before he went into the wormhole, he was a cheerful cartoon bear. And now, 
is a cheerful cartoon bear who also happens to suddenly be incredibly successful multi-platinum musician. That story will make for some good media, certainly better than mine. I mean, I can't even remember what my deal is. I think I was looking for someone. And I know I dropped into the wormhole on purpose, but, but why? Oh, I forgot for a while, too. But now, I have the memories of the old new me. Albumeth Great Brown, founder and front bear of Captain Teenager. The story at hand. The journey of a band. The tale of a hand. My hand. It's the hand that rocked the world. In 1957, Captain Teenager was just a twinkle in Albumeth Great Brown's eye. But he was listening, and he was learning, readying himself to make the music that would lead to stardom. But would it also lead to tragedy? No, not really. I mean, unless you count not being able to offload 14 non-refundable tickets to the Indianapolis Butter Festival and Onion Cram. I mean, that was a tragedy. Talk about a waste of 14 bucks. Talk about the influences that helped Captain Teenager become a band we believed in. Because, to be honest, they never really believed in themselves. Wow, you really did kind of nail it right there with that last part, Kermit. Just look at all the names we had over the years. After a while, our lack of confidence and extreme suggestibility became part of the brand. Over a career spanning more than 40 years, Captain Teenager changed their name a total of 39 and one-half times. You knew them as Captain Teenager. Please say hello and give a warm welcome to the Spam Tram. Ladies and gentlemen, Panther Flap. Hello, Delaware. I'm Terry C. Thursday, and we are Tells Till Tuesday. Please welcome to the stage, Brittany, Brittany, Brittany! Stupid in the turn papers! Put your claws away and pat your hands together firmly in vigorous appreciation of Toledo's third favorite band, Dowels for Doilies! Who needs Captain Teenager when you've got old wrinkly cat?
Captain Teenager Superfan, and part-time dog, Plethany Wuffles. Oh, the whole thing was driven by panic. A misguided belief that once a band found success, it was all downhill, and they'd never reach those heights again. So these new names were also accompanied by seismic shifts in the music. The look of the band, their marketing strategy, it all changed. We just wanted to get it right, you know? Catch musical lightning in a music bottle, store it, get another bottle, go look for more lightning. You never know where lightning is going to strike. In February of 1994, the band reshaped itself once again. This time, dipping into an emerging sound known as Tiny Jazz. Tiny Jazz had captivated the world for the latter half of the last week of January 1994. I wanted in. So we all learned new instruments, then we bought a parachute for the one single giant and shapeless outfit for the whole band thing. You know, because Tiny Jazz. And just like that, Kevin's dream hamper was off and running, like a nose, or a nose-like faucet. But lightning didn't strike. Our tiny jazz foray was miserable, to say the least. Mainly because the trend lasted less than a week. You can only do so much with four HO scale saxophones. And so, needing yet another new direction, I looked out over the vast universe of sounds one can make, and I spied a mass of ominous clouds forming over the land of adult contemporary zither rap. That's where lightning was going to strike. This was the band we were really meant to be. So we became Clop Clop Callahan Uninsured Horse, and we were off. Again. I was sure of it again. So many times I was so sure. And the irony of it all is us fans, we just went right on calling them Captain Teenager. Every time Albie remade the band, we lovingly rolled our eyes and just went with it. No group before or since has had such a patient fan base. Even during that time period when the band changed so rapidly, no one could keep up, especially the venues, who booked one version of the group six months in advance, and who would show up, an act they weren't expecting, that's who. From the dark and frozen northern wastes the horde did thunder. Down the mountainside to appear before you, oozing the music of everlasting gloom. Music to rock your house from its sullen foundation. They secreted for Oslo last night, but tonight they're secreting here just for you. So how about it, Grumpy Pines Rest Home? Are you ready to be secreted upon? Are you ready for the gland? Gently whimsical folk quartet. Low glycemic nature walk, weren't we, Betsy? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. That said, I quite enjoyed the gland. Yes, 
I felt an affinity for them, seeing as I, I also have glands. I, I also have glands. Did you enjoy the Tuesday evening program, Betsy? I also have glands. Program, Betsy. Did you enjoy it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I enjoyed the program. Reminded me of the days Lyman and I toured with Piospew. Oh, yes, but I remember that like it was yesterday. Servants of Satan, we used to cry, bleed for Sauron's glory. Bleed for Sauron's glory. Let's get back to discussing some of your early influences. Influences? Let's see. Lemons? Musical influences, I mean. Yeah, lemons. I listened to a lot of P.C. Hansey. His first group was Pale Comparison and The Upstacks. And despite producing only a single album, they were fantastic. I mean... As a frontman, Pale was unusual, typically remaining in the background. Sometimes you can even hear him playing through an open window. He claimed his tambourine sounded better coming from outside, but nine out of ten dentists now agree it was more likely his bandmates couldn't stand him. Even Dr. Papazian thinks so, and Dr. Papazian never agrees with anyone on anything. We're gonna need to pull that tooth. Wrong, Dr. Papazian. You've got 12 cavities, Maurice. The stickers are only for good little boys and girls who don't bite, Dr. Papazian. Who cares, Dr. Papazian? Dental tyranny aside, my point is that PC was more of an outcast than a band leader. The Upstacks were in open rebellion from the get-go, and if you listen closely, it all comes through in the music. Captain Teenager was also a brand, and despite the flightiness, they managed to sell a lot of merch. Captain Teenager toys, action figures, even a board game. I'm so bored. And that's the game. You win. There were Captain Teenager Easy Bake Ovens, Five different models, each designed to cook Captain Teenager brand food-style ingestibles. So many flavors of pseudo-demi-vittles. It's near impossible to choose. Beans and broccoli. Broccoli and olives. Beans and olives. Beans and brown. Crown roast of broccoli with a side of brown. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, it wasn't all about profit. We did a lot of work to help the less fortunate, and that was important to us. No matter who we were trying to be, we always wanted to help people be happy, have better lives. Variety band Captain Teenager, currently known as Orifice Pantry, has purchased a property here on Earth and has announced plans to open a school for orphaned clowns. At a press conference earlier today, Albie Great Brown spoke about the need for such a place. Oh, it's a real tragedy. 
uh, a huge percentage of orphan people, adults and children, are clowns. You know, a couple has a kid and the kid starts growing up and somewhere down the line, mom and dad realize they're raising a total clown. So then it's like, off to the orphanage with you. We can't have no clown coming up the Kensington family line. Plus, with you around, the cat can't keep anything down. It, it is somewhat our fault for naming you Boofy Boffo Juggles McShoe. We're not blameless here, but you became an exaggerated pinwheel of a human all by yourself. And that's why we're opening the first Goofinage. Hopefully many more Goofinages to come. The Goofinage. A truly terrible idea. We're basically doomed at this point. Am I right, Nancy? Well, I'm not so big on understanding words, Paul, but I do know the weather for this upcoming Butterfest weekend is going to be just about perfect. And nobody wants rain for the onion cram. Got your onion yet, Paul? I've got my onion, Nancy. Weather is next. monthly wherever you listen to podcasts it was conceived written composed performed recorded and engineered by john purcell this project is donation supported and this episode is dedicated to clary sage a star also keep an eye on the percy peaks instagram for information on the forthcoming percy peaks youtube channel Thanks for listening, and please rate, review, and tell your friends.